Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Marriage. Hello. Hey, Steffi. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's Tuesday again. It is Tuesday. Tuesday just keeps coming around. It does seem like time is going by, well, both slowly and quickly now. It is very confusing. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like the weeks are dragging by like they were like a month or two ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is also... The individual days are... <laughs> last forever. Forever. Except for the weekends. Those fly, of course. Yeah, they really do. Today was like 3.30, and I was like, it's only 3.30. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this only yeah. 3.30? Yeah. And I guess, you know, the weekends, like, even though it's... Even though we're still social distancing and stuff, like, it is summer, so you can get outside a little bit, and... You know, all that good stuff. So it does at least give a little bit more, like, fun stuff that you can do on the weekends. Yeah, although, uh, I mean, we try to do that during the week, too. So it's really, it really just all kind of blurs. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I stay inside more during the week because it's hot and I don't want to go outside. Yeah, usually at our house, it's, um, we go out in, in the morning before work to like check on the garden because mm-hmm. it's nice and cool then and then uh bob goes for a run at like the middle of the day which is insane the hottest time of the day in texas well actually the hottest time of the day in texas is like 5 p.m well yeah i guess that's true because but, the sun's I mean, been baking all day a, it's still not exactly like brisk no it is it, it i mean it's when the sun is directly overhead so if you like to get sunburned perfect time um husbands always do like to get sunburned yeah he never wears sunblock he He also still he also still calls it sunscreen like it's 1985 i mean i usually well yeah i usually say sunscreen actually sometimes he even says suntan lotion oh okay now that (laughs) (laughs) he's he's showing his age (laughs) he's moved up from suntan lotion to, to mostly saying sunscreen now but I, sometimes i'll still catch him and i'm like that's not no we're not using spf4 thank you uh, oh, oh my god man. but then Good in the place. evening like after dinner a lot of times we'll go back outside to pull weeds or something or yeah. make sure that the kids have gotten outside at some point in the day yeah kick the soccer ball around but since alex is like still home a lot right now he has been he's sort of like taken over the yard and the garden and so he goes out you know during the day while eden is napping and he putters in his garden and he pulls weeds and he checks on his little like plant nursery that he's got going out there and like does all the things that i normally would do in the evening like after dinner mm-hmm. so outside and so i'm like oh all that shit's been done i'm gonna go take a bubble bath bye <laughs> <laughs> so you know i'm really pulling my weight with the whole gardening <laughs> adventure right now give and take i stand there a lot (laughs) i like to uh, you're the supervisor i well yes and it'll be like 
after Eden's gotten up from her last nap of the day, but before I feed her dinner, and he'll be like out there puttering, and I'll take her out there, and she and I will stand there and like watch him, and I'll be like, I, you really shouldn't put that there. You should put that somewhere else. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I will supervise him. I'll be like, hey, can you pull that weed right there? It's getting awful close to the tomatoes. It's getting a little big. I don't like that. I get that. I think that's an undesirable. Get rid of that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what marriage is all about, right? I mean, kind of. (laughs) And perfectly, that's what we're talking about today. We sure are. I was really disappointed when you said our episode topic at the top of the episode and you didn't say, marriage. I thought about it and then I was like, I don't think I can pull it off today. (laughs) It is what brings us together today. It's what brings us <laughs> today. <laughs> Such a good movie. So your 15th anniversary is next week. As we're recording this episode, it is next week. That is correct. So tell me, Megan, what is it like to have been married for 15 years? Uh, it is strange. <laughs> um... It's such a, a huge chunk of my life. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, we moved to Texas, like, six weeks after getting married. So basically, like, our, mm-hmm. you know, our entire marriage has been living here in Texas. Sure. Um, we did live together before we got married because we're heathens. Uh, Same. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... It's weird to think that it has been that long already, uh, and we have have two children, and one of them is going to be 13 this year, which is also insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just kind of, uh, like, I don't know what it's like for other people, obviously, but it's... I wouldn't say it's necessarily comfortable because it's not like we don't fight or anything or we right. don't have our problems, but it's, um, I guess it's just something that's like, it just feels more natural. Like, sure. it's just part of my life. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's there. It's, it's probably <laughs> hard to, to remember, like, before Bob. It is. BB. And a. Yeah, and like, that was... It's because of, like, when I got married, I got married, like, it was, like, we met in college, and then he graduated college while I was still in college, and we were dating, and then I graduated college, and then, like, a month later, we got married after I graduated, <laughs> and then we moved to Texas, so, like, my pre, pre-Bob pre life was all my college time. Sure. And before that was, you know, being a kid, basically. Right, so being a teenager. I really... And I had a weird college experience anyway because I, like, took time off. And so by the time I graduated, I was a crazy old person. Uh, but it, it's definitely hard to, to think about what life was like before that. And when they're not, like, around, it's nice but also really weird. It's really strange. Sometimes the kid, he'll take, like, I guess before COVID, he would take the kids on trips like just them mm-hmm. and I would stay home and it was always kind of weird it is it is very weird because I'm usually the one traveling mm-hmm. and so on the rare occasion when Alex is the one gone it's very odd yeah I, I don't know I'm like 
I mean, I still have all the animals, so it's not like the house is quiet. And I do like my time to myself, but then it's right. also like, well, like, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, okay, you can come home. Yeah. <laughs> I had my Some, one night. All right, you can come home. I am a strong, independent woman, but also sometimes I think someone's going to break into my house and shoot me. So Yeah, that's where the German Shepherd comes in handy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's true. I, <laughs> I have a cat who will just look at you you might pee on them that's about it Mm, yeah that's true so okay here's a question did you date a lot or like date very many people either casually or seriously before you were dating bob um no actually i feel like i did not i did not do a lot of casual dating Mm mm-hmm I feel like for the most Somehow, part... that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That you were not a casual dater. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, like, when I would date somebody, like, then we would, like, be together. Sure. For a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I wasn't as, like, necessarily closed off to that when I was younger. Like, more... I'm very reserved and, like, very particular now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I think when I was younger, I wasn't necessarily quite as much, mm-hmm. but for me, I think the idea of someone wanting to date me was like so far over my head that anytime like any of those like opportunities were supposedly presenting themselves, I did not see them. You were just like oblivious. <laughs> yes. That was like basically <laughs> most of like... Uh, like a lot of high school where I was like what are you talking about I don't understand and then through parts of college too I was like huh I don't what they like me what I'm gonna go read my books now (laughs) (laughs) so I was no not a casual casual dater and um so it's kind of funny that like the reason that Bob and I ended up getting together was because I asked him out on a group date. Oh. It wasn't like a date date. It was a group outing. Okay. And it was like, so, like, he'd been kind of, like, flirting with me for, like, a whole semester, basically, but never asked me out. Did you guys have, like, a class together? We had a class together, yeah. And so he'd been, like, casually, like, doing this, we're in class together kind of flirting. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you help each other with your homework and, like, sit by each other and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and so, like, the whole semester, nothing happened. And then finally, like, right before the finals, a few of us, after the final, we were going to go to see a movie. Mm-hmm. And so I invited him to come with us. Mm-hmm. And he did come with us. And then he offered to drive me home because I normally take the bus. <laughs> and then he asked me out when he dropped me off. Oh, finally! But if I had not made that first move, we he would not be just... here today. <laughs> <laughs> he would have just continued on being Bob, right? Because we would have had like we would have had our final and then like never seen each other again because we both ended up not taking the class next semester. Sure. So, so it's a good thing uh, you invited him to go out. Yeah. Look at you. I take initiative sometimes. Strong, <laughs> independent woman. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what... I know that it's just like turned into the, like the Megan interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
What would you say are is like the one of the biggest things that has kept you from killing each other over the last 15 years? I think having your own space and your own interests and your own friends mm-hmm. are all super, super important. We talked about this before about how you don't want your spouse to be your best friend because mm-hmm. you need those other people. You really need those other people to yeah. like, even if you're not talking about your spouse, like just to go somewhere else and to like remember that you are a person on your own. You're not Megan and Bob. Yes. <laughs> like, as one person. <laughs> like, people who share their Facebook profiles. Oh, God. You're Those not one person. make me cringe. You're two people. Yes. Um, and so, when... Actually, we started this after Reese was born, but we made a deal that each of us would get like a night out to do whatever like Mm -hmm. each week so like i would go tuesday nights i would go to the coffee shop and write Mm -hmm. and that was my day and i'd have like maybe i wouldn't necessarily get writing done maybe i would just read a book maybe i would just sit there and poke around on the internet but it was like my time by myself having space so we can all breathe Mm -hmm. and so we don't do that anymore, but we also both work from home right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that we have separate spaces to be able to do that is, like, really the only reason that it, it can be successful. Uh, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how the people that, like, work with their spouse share an office space. No. I know, because, like, I, 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 <laughs> You're just so flabbergasted <laughs> I, by the I, I idea. I flabbergasted. I would just <laughs> reach over and choke him at some point. Like, it just would not work. It would not work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it works for other people, um, but it I must just, be nicer people than I am. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I just really value, like, having space and, like, maintaining my autonomy. Yeah. And being able to do that. And I think that's really important, like, in any relationship, honestly. Like, I know a lot of people, when, you know, you're dating somebody, you, like, become that person. Um, right. Or if you have kids, like, you become the mom and right. not yourself. So I think it's it's not necessarily, like, a boundary thing, but it is. Mm-hmm. Even though everyone's like, but you're married, you should be sharing everything, you're no. sharing your life together, la la la. Like, I, it's fine. I'm not interested in Mars. I'm not going to sit there and watch a space documentary <laughs> because it's boring. <laughs> and then at the same time, I am not going to make Bob sit and watch an episode of Queer Eye with me. Right. Because he doesn't think it's interesting to watch. Right. We get to have our own interests, and it's fine. It's yes. not a huge deal. Yes. And I think people should do that and, like, realize it's fine to not all like the same things. Right. You didn't get married because you're the same person. Right. You did. That's weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. I don't... Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. 
The other thing that I would say, like, aside from separate spaces, is that it's really important to be honest with each other mm-hmm. about as many things as possible. Like, you don't necessarily have to talk about everything, but, like, just just being truthful about your feelings. Mm-hmm. If something's making you mad or if, you know, there's a big expense coming up or something and you have opinions about it, like make your opinion known Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't just sit there and let them do whatever they want Mm -hmm. um because you're gonna be mad about it Mm -hmm. and you might as well just get it all out in the open yeah and not as they say go to bed angry (laughs) right yes absolutely yeah yeah i agree I know that you guys have not been married for quite as long. No, we just celebrated five years this year. Yeah, you're so young. Such a wee, wee babies. <laughs> Sweet little babies. Do you have any other uh, tidbits of wisdom from like your five years of being married? I know, yeah. like, I don't know if it maybe an age thing might have anything to do with it there at all. I know also. Your married life has been bonkers Uh compared to ours. Yeah, it has. Like, I feel like we've been through more in five years of marriage than some people go through in, like, 20 or 30 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in terms of, like, we got married and then that uh, we got married, like, in April. That fall, we bought our first house by the next summer my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer um and it was like also at that point like clear that we were struggling with infertility and then like that next year was my mom being sick and trying to figure out like why we weren't getting pregnant and then my mom dying and me having like three surgeries in that year and deciding to adopt and then going through three disruptions before we brought home our daughter and so just it's just been a lot in five years of marriage um and i think for us um like you said like we and and we've talked about this before like realizing that your spouse cannot meet all of your emotional needs and they shouldn't Mm -hmm. um like you it's okay that you need your best friends for some things that um you and in ways that you don't necessarily need your spouse um and uh, like acknowledging that being open to that like i know that he sometimes needs to call his best friend and like talk through things that he like before he comes to me and talks to them or in a different way than he talks to me about them and like vice versa. Um, And also I think the biggest thing for us has been figuring out how we communicate differently and process emotions and events and just stuff differently Mm -hmm. Um, because I talk things to death and he kind of withdraws and processes very internally. And so it drives him insane if I'm like, hey, this thing happened and I need to talk about it and talk it out and talk it to death because he's like, shut up. I need to 
I can't talk about it. Like, I have to think through it for sometimes it's a couple hours, sometimes it's a couple days. Um, And so figuring out that we process things differently and then figuring out how to do that so that then we can come together and then like process together. So I know that I can't immediately go to him and like spew all my big feelings at him because it overwhelms him and then he goes into like overload. Um, So I know I have to call up one of my girlfriends and talk to one of them about it. And Alex knows that and he's not offended that I'm doing that because it's saving his sanity. And so by the time I have processed it and talked it to death, he has processed it internally. And then we can sit down and we can have a conversation about it. And we can talk about how we feel together and like come up with a plan or, you know, whatever we need to do. Um, But, you know, prior to that point, we were getting very frustrated because I would try to like, talk about things and get you know okay we need to talk about it and he was like I can't I can't do that yet Mm -hmm. um and so you know I think once we figured that out it was a real breakthrough for us of and and you know that go that has that has applied to you know everything from you know processing like really big sad things in our lives to things that just like piss us off and like drive us crazy like when the neighbor behind us is being crazy sometimes Alex won't tell me he'll just process it for 24 hours and then he'll tell me because he's processed it and then I can just get like mad and just like yell about it for a while like it's and everything in between so it's been that's been our biggest thing um and you know and respecting that we can't change that about the other person yeah I know that I can't make him be a verbal processor and like pull his emotions out like I do think in the because we've been together for seven years and we moved in together like three months after we started dating um so I I feel like in the time that we've been together that um he has gotten better about expressing his emotions but like he is still always going to need some time to like think through things before he can verbalize like his thoughts and feelings. And I can't, I can't change that about him. So it would, it would be just a, a, an exercise in frustration to try. So we just have to respect that about each other and find a workaround. Speaking of things that you can't change, however, What about smaller things that aren't necessarily, you know, like issues or something, but things that are like, it's more like you're trying to teach them. Sense of urgency. Sense of urgency. Well, that's (laughs) That's definitely. what's, What's wild is that he's great about it at work. Like, I know he has a great sense of urgency at work. He works in a restaurant. He has to. But then he, like, comes home. And I guess because at work, he, like, has to be, like, on top of things. Like, he just sort of dilly-dallies. And I live my entire life at top speed. I do everything (laughs) quickly. I am all about efficiency. I can get shit done. I get a lot of shit done. My brain is always going at like a million miles an hour. And so then sometimes when he's like kind of dilly-dallying along or I'll be like, hey, can you do da-da-da? And he's like, 
yeah, I'll do it in a little bit. I'm thinking to myself, I didn't ask you to do it in a little bit. Like, (laughs) why can't you just do it now? Like, you're standing right next to the sink. Why can't you put the dishes in the dishwasher right now? Or like, whatever it is. So (laughs) that would be my thing. What would yours be? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I was just going to add on that um, that will be something that you will struggle with, with Edie. Because <laughs> all children, all children are like, "What? You want me to do what? Huh? What?" Like they're like staring at the ceiling or something. Like <laughs> it's just a, a whole, a whole thing. Um, we also have a sense of urgency as a problem as well, but in a weird way where it's like we're the whole family is going somewhere. And we all get our shoes on and we all go, we all get everything ready, get whatever we need. We're like on our way out the door. And then my husband will go, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Like we're, we're literally leaving. He always gets a glass of water. (laughs) Oh, he'll do that too. He'll like have it. He'll, he'll have a huge drink of water and then be like, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Like, but like we're 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 going out the door right now Alex says that too I'll just be like like you are I'm literally walking out the door I've got the baby in the car seat I've got it and then he'll just like amble over to the sink pour a glass of water (laughs) and he'll like look out the back window as he drinks his glass of water so slowly and I'm like oh my god at this point, I could have been to the place. You gotta be, you gotta be hydrated, <laughs> hydrated for the car. <laughs> we are getting better in terms of uh, lateness. Oh, that's good. Uh, as you know, if you are not early, you're late. Yes. Uh, but frequently, we are just late, <laughs> um, which drives me crazy to like no end. Like it's not. Like, you're going to a party and you're not at the exact time. That's fine. That's different, yeah. But, like, we would be late for appointments or, like, dinner reservations all the time. Thankfully, Drove Alex, me so insane. Thankfully, Alex is a very, like, he is a very punctual person when there is, like, you need to be somewhere at a time. Oh, no. But then I, <laughs> but then, but then I am, again, like, I'm the person that's like, oh, okay, well, we had told your parents we were going to be at their house at four o'clock, so we should be at their house at four o'clock. And he's like, right, we don't have to be there right at four. And I'm like, but we said but we were we going to be there at four o'clock. <laughs> it's like, we said we would be there. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even today, I ordered pizza and we had to go drive to pick it up, and the order was going to be ready at six o'clock. And I was like, it's 5.15, or 5, 5.45. It's time for you to go to the other pieces. Like, it takes two minutes to get there. I'm like, first of all, it does not take two minutes. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> you need to be there at 6 o'clock to pick up our pizza. Yes. Yeah. That's, get out of my that house. That kind of stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I love them. I love them, but, you know, sometimes they test our patience. Our other thing is that for the past 15 I guess longer than 15 years because we've been together for longer than 15 years. Um, But well, I'll just say for the past 15 years, uh, I have been somewhat patiently (laughs) attempting to get my husband to cook more. (laughs) And I have regaled you with these stories. Oh, Bob cooking stories are my favorite favorite stories apparently they are a hit among our whole team <laughs> uh 
Sorry, husband, if you're listening to this, even though I know you're not. Um, <laughs> so I, as a food blogger, generally that had for a really long time that meant basically I cooked all of the food mm-hmm. every dinner all the time, uh, which is really tiring and it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And if I didn't cook dinner, that meant it was either takeout or pasta. Right. Because that is basically what he could cook for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, little by little, I've been trying to, like, encourage him to look in the 200 cookbooks that I own and pick recipes or figure something out. Look on the internet because so there's tons of stuff there. Uh and kind of like nudge him toward being able to figure out dinner on his own instead mm-hmm. of at the end of a day where I've clearly had a day and I have gone to lay in my bed instead of start dinner. Right. <laughs> He'll come in the, the room and go, so what were you thinking for dinner? And I'll be like, I don't know. Nothing. Just not me cooking. <laughs> I was thinking we just wouldn't eat dinner tonight. Right. And then he'll be like well, what if we have potatoes? And I'll be like, but potatoes with what? (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be like a 15-minute conversation where I just get angrier and angrier. And I'll be like, just get out of my way and I will make something. So I don't like doing that anymore. How about potatoes? (laughs) It was a real conversation where he was basically like, well, we have potatoes. And I'm like, yeah, what else will we have? (laughs) And it wasn't even like... It's going to be like a baked potato bar situation. It was basically like, I'm going to make mashed potatoes. And I'm like, and <laughs> mashed potatoes and what? If you just want to eat mashed potatoes, if you were on your own and you just wanted to eat mashed potatoes for dinner, whatever. But we have growing children who yes. should probably eat something besides mashed potatoes. For exactly. Dinner. So as part of this uh, education, um. I I will preface this by saying my kitchen is very stocked because I am a food blogger and I write a recipe column in a magazine. So I have all the tools, basically, that you could possibly need. And And your kitchen is very well laid out and organized. Yeah. It's a a great kitchen. Yeah. It's it's nice and big. There's plenty of room. There's, yeah, I keep it very organized because otherwise I wouldn't be able to find anything because I have so many tools. But the other day, I was uh, working on my tomatoes, and we were going to have enchiladas for dinner, which meant that chicken had to be pre-cooked, because I wasn't going to make the chicken and then immediately make enchiladas, because I also had been making tomato stuff all day. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him to make this chicken, and he cooked the chicken, and then he finished cooking the chicken, and he said, do you want me to shred this? And I said, yes, you can use the mixer for that. So for those of you out there who don't know this, if you have a stand mixer, you can fit it with the paddle attachment, throw some cooked boneless chicken in there. <laughs> yeah, make sure, make sure it's boneless. <laughs> and turn it on, like low speed, and it somehow magically shreds the chicken for you. And it's a really nice trick, especially when the chicken is really hot. Yeah, I don't know why it works so well, but it does. Anyway, it's super fast. And you don't have to, like, spend all of your time with two forks, and it takes a 1,000 years. So I said, use the mixer. He said, okay. And then he's, like, looking around the kitchen. (laughs) And he goes over. 
I think he went over to the blender first to get it. And I said, I said, no, the mixer. And he's like, oh, okay. So then he goes over to the other cabinet where I keep the food processor. <laughs> and he's like, from where I was sitting, I didn't know what he was getting, but I knew that's where the food processor was. So I was like, no. Cause he, he goes, and then he's like, well, let's go chop up the chicken. And I'm like, but I said the mixer, not the food processor, the mixer. And he's like, okay. So then he goes back to the blender again. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what a mixer is? And he's like, that thing? And he points down to where the food processor is again. And I was like, no, it is not. It's that big, huge red thing with the big silver bowl that is literally on our counter every day (laughs) and has been for the past 15 years because it was a wedding present and it has always lived on our kitchen counter. (laughs) Has he just never known what it was? I honestly don't know because he has used it. When he... So he sometimes he'll bake... Uh, and he will use it for baking. Like, he'll mix cookie dough or, or cake mix or whatever in there. That's what he uses for that. So he ha- does use it. So I don't know if he doesn't know what the name is. Or if it was just, like, a temporary, like... Brain fart. Brain fart. Like, he did like we talked about how he did drugs a long time ago. So, like... It's going back to haunt him. Sometimes his brain doesn't always work. (laughs) Oh my god. So there's these. So this is all to say there are some stumbling blocks (laughs) when it comes to making sure I can teach him how to cook and provide food for my family when I'm not around. (laughs) Right. Or if something like, God forbid, something happens to you. Like, your, your children are going to be fed, not just mashed potatoes for dinner every night. Well, it's either going to be mashed potatoes or Taco Bell, apparently. Apparently, those are the things he knows how to make. And pasta. It's going to be a lot of carbs for him. <laughs> I will say, I will say what has worked, honestly, which is kind of funny, is uh, those meal kits. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Because everything is, like, already measured basically they, they don't often require a mixer so no they don't <laughs> you're like, good to go <laughs> everything's everything's already measured you do have to like chop things mm-hmm. but like it tells you all the things you need you have all the se- seasonings you need you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about any of that because i think what really throws him is like just coming up with something sure the like planning aspect of it yeah and he doesn't realize that like he could just follow a recipe (laughs) and like when it comes to spices like we pretty much have all of them so that's not really an issue but it's just like the overwhelming step of like having to plan it i think that was always my dad's problem too my my parents were married for 30 years um before my mom passed away and when she got sick, um, she started, like, trying to teach my dad how to cook. Because prior to that, he could make toast, sort of. <laughs> um, 
And my mom just always did it. Like she just, she just always did it. it because she also, she would just get like frustrated every time he was like in her kitchen. Cause yes. my father moves, like I talk about Alex not having a sense of urgency, but like he looks like a, like a, a jackrabbit compared to my father. My father just has always moved very slowly. He just do, 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 do. And so she would just get frustrated at how slowly he was moving. And she would just be like, let me just do it. And wonder, wonder where I get that trait from. Um, and so she just never really had the patience to like teach him until she was like, it just physically couldn't, didn't have the energy to, to cook. And so she'd sit at the counter and they got a lot of those, like those meal kits, like from plated or whatever. And that mm-hmm. was sort of, she kind of used that to kind of teach him how to do some things. And she'd be like, all right, like here's your zucchini. Like here's how you're going to cut your zucchini. And like, kind of coach him from the other side of the counter but um it definitely i think i think that that was also just the planning aspect and like okay here's this recipe and it has all these ingredients do we have all these ingredients how do i take stock if we have all of these ingredients how do i make a list to know what i need to go get and then i have to go to the store and then i have to buy them and like I think once he kind of like figured out how to do that, that was almost like half the battle yeah i think making a list too is hard for for him because i've we've had many conversations where we've been like he's gonna go to the grocery store and then he'll go to the grocery store but like not buy any of the things that we would need to make a dinner oh mm-hmm. and then i'd be like why didn't you get this and he's like well i don't know <laughs> i didn't think we needed it i'm like well you wanted to make that for dinner and if you wanted to make that for dinner then you have to buy the things <laughs> to make that it. make dinner <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't just appear <laughs> yeah he's also really slow in the kitchen too to the point where like i just have to not be in the room mm-hmm. because he he chops things like really he doesn't have good knife skills which mm-hmm. i don't have like amazing knife skills but he's so slow and careful and he also insists on using the huge knife for <laughs> everything but i'm like so what they do on the food network megan i don't like he's like i gotta use the big chef knife i'm like but to cut green onions do you really need the giant knife for that okay and so he's just really slow and careful but then he also like does he's not a clean as you go person either Mm -hmm. so there's just like wrappers and like pieces of vegetables like all over the kitchen and it drives me insane and then i come in to eat and i'm like why didn't you clean any of this up he's like i'll clean it after we eat i'm like but i can see it right there because we have an open kitchen and I can see your huge mess. It's one of the downfalls of the open concept uh, living space. It really is. So yeah. you can see see every room and what mess is in every room. You cannot hide those messes anymore. Mm-mm. No, you cannot. So is there anything that you do, even though you guys have only been married for five years, but... The phrase, uh, keep the magic alive, mm-hmm. hear that a lot. Do you guys have, uh, or pre-COVID, did you have, like, a date night situation or, like, a, just a special night that you guys would make sure to spend time with each other? Yeah. We are admittedly really bad at doing regular date nights um and i feel like we get to a point where the world is like somewhat like stable again (laughs) 
Um, especially probably now, not, but you know, probably not. <laughs> uh, especially now, you know, that we, that we have a child. I think that that is something that we need to be better about. Um, well, and it, it, it does get a little tricky too sometimes because he works on Saturdays. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Saturday night is like normally when you would go for a date night. But, you know, if he gets home and he's been in a kitchen all day, like sometimes he's just like not up for going out, which is totally understandable. But um, we there's a couple places in town that we do like to go on date nights and um, one of them you know we like to just go like sit at the bar and we know the bartenders and um you know we'll have a few drinks and you know just order some food and just you know and we sit at the bar so that we don't feel like we're taking up a table if if we hang out for a while um and you know we can kind of hang as long as we want and um because I'm always like conscious of like squatting at a table because um, that's my former server in me. And so, you know, we sit at the bar and we hang out and um, that's always really nice. But a lot of times the thing that we enjoy doing the most together is cooking. So <laughs> you like can't stand to cook with Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to cook and be in the kitchen together. Um, and, you know, Alex will turn on some music and even now like though even though we can't like go anywhere and we have the baby um we like to turn on music and we have sort of a little family dance party while we make dinner and um you know Alex will be making dinner and I'll kind of be helping and um you know kind of hanging out with the baby and that is sort of our like happy place it's sort of like the magic place in our house um where we come together and and i i do feel like um as particularly like i think if your spouse isn't very good in the kitchen and you are like i do think cooking together can be frustrating but i also feel like getting in the kitchen and cooking together teaches you a lot about the other person and how they communicate about things Mm -hmm. um and so I, I always feel like that's a good thing. Like it's a good way to learn about your partner. Um, and so that's, that's really our, that's really our thing is, especially on like Sunday nights. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll make a, a, a nice dinner on Sunday nights. Cause that's our, that's the day of the week that we both have off. Um, and so, you know, whether it's, you know, getting in there and we make enchiladas or you make a roast or whatever it is, just like having that time in the kitchen together and having a glass of wine. That's, that's what we really enjoy, enjoy doing. Um, are you guys good about doing regular date nights or pre-COVID? Uh, so we were, we have, um, we get season tickets for the theater Mm-hmm. And so those are, it's not, it's not all year long, but it was like, I don't know, six, it would be like, I don't know, November, December, and then like, they would skip January, or they would skip like a few months in there, so it would be like November to May-ish. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like maybe like six months out of each year um, where once a month we would go to the theater. And that was really nice uh, before COVID. Right. <laughs> I miss being able to do that. Uh, before we did that, we used to 
drop the kids off at the, the daycare um, when the kids, when Max went to daycare, mm-hmm. they did like a parents' night out once a month or so. And so you drop them off at the daycare and then you could like go out to dinner and go to a movie like because they were only open from like, I was like 5.30 to 10.30 or something. Mm-hmm. So it was like a weird window like where you couldn't stay out late and do something sure. super fun. <laughs> you could right. like have an early dinner and then catch like an early short movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then be back. But it was still good. Um, so we tried, we had tried going out like once a month for a while basically. And it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't prioritized that um, until the kids were pretty old. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Max was, we were in this house when we started doing it. So, yeah. you know, Max was four, maybe, <laughs> when yeah. we started doing that. Um I think originally, I think part of the reason why we didn't do it a lot before that is just because I felt it was really hard to find a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have family that lives here. That makes it tough. And Yeah. And then it was like services and we had tried a couple services before we had Max. So um, they would uh, send like college girls over, mm-hmm. which not, I, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but... They would never follow the rules that we set out. Yeah. So, like, the rule would be, like, no video games. They must be in bed by this time. And they would never follow the rules ever. And so... (laughs) You're not coming back. Yeah. And babysitters are not cheap for good reason. But also, like, I don't want to spend $100 on a babysitter and then also $100 on going out to eat and however much like other things parking and everything else and like it just got to be it just felt like such a huge expense for a long time that I felt like I couldn't justify it and I was like whatever we don't need to go out (laughs) right yeah I feel like that's hard we um I feel like that was a big reason why my why my parents didn't like because I don't really remember my parents like going out and having date nights very often and I feel like that was a lot of the reason mm-hmm. um, just because you know it was uh, babysitters even back when we were kids like they were expensive um, for the time and so um, I, I feel like they did a lot better at that like when I got older and could just like stay home by myself um, we have a friend that is opening a restaurant. And so, and this is a very like funny time to be opening a restaurant, but it was already very much like in the process before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has been, it's, I mean, it's been kind of an interesting, like slow rollout because he's been able to do like curbside like carry out stuff before they're opening the dining room because dining rooms still aren't open here in Illinois so I'm very excited for when uh, restaurant dining rooms can open and John can do his like official like opening even like his soft open of the restaurant um, because I feel like that'll be our first like post baby date night um, like we're still being really there's a lot of things that we still aren't doing. Um, Like Illinois has been a very slow open, um, but we're still 
being pretty cautious and not doing a lot of things, but I am willing <laughs> to go out to be at our friend's restaurant and support him and his this dream of his and also like have a date night. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited for that. <laughs> my one of my girlfriends, she's got uh, three kids. One, her youngest is two weeks older than Edie, um, and her other two are five and three, I think. And her oldest two went and had a sleepover at grandma and grandpa's house uh, this last Saturday night. And she was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. She's like, she's like, yeah, I still had to like get up because we still had the baby and I had to like feed her. But she was like, it was so quiet. <laughs> and I didn't have any, I didn't have to make breakfast for anyone because, you know, with the baby, the milk's built in. So I didn't have to like prepare anything. I just was very leisurely it was great and I was like oh I'm so jealous <laughs> I was like oh because I mean yeah Eden could go like spend a night at the grandparents but it she doesn't know that she's spending a night at the grandparents so it's not like she's we're like oh yeah go stay tonight at Nina and Papa's house like, she doesn't give her rat's ass yet so We've had a couple of nights where the kids have gone to a friend's house to sleep over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of sorry to say that, like, we did not do anything special. <laughs> <laughs> like, in retrospect, you're like, oh, man, we should have, like, really taken advantage of that. Yeah, like, I'm like, instead, we, we just sat there and stared into space. <laughs> well, I mean, we just, like, did what we would normally do after the right. kids go to bed at home, which is just, like, we watch whatever shows that we're watching or read a book mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, we didn't, we didn't, like, use the opportunity to be like, oh, they're spending the night at someone else's house. Let's right. get dressed up and go out or anything. No, we were just like, right. it's so quiet and we can sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, the sleeping in is, like, the thing that I am excited for the first time Eden, like, has a sleepover at Nina and Papa's house. That, it's the sleeping in. I don't honestly care about the rest of it. The sad part is, is that you probably won't. No, I'll probably wake up and then be like, well, now I'm awake. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Kids break you. It's really, it's, they, they just, they ruin you. <laughs> it's a good thing they're so darn cute. It's true. It's, it's true. So for someone that is newly married, what would be like your biggest piece of advice? Oof. Um, that is a really loaded question. Um, I would say practice counting to 10 Mm -hmm. because even if you live together before you got married, I think a lot of things come to light after you're married for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess because, you know, before that, like if... I guess sometimes, you know, your partner might not necessarily feel like they need to share everything with you because they haven't, you know, put a ring on it or whatever. Um, So there might be some big stuff lurking back there that you need to deal with. Like for our case, it was credit card debt. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it even might just be like 
the sudden weird uncontrollable urge to leave their socks everywhere (laughs) i don't understand why that's a thing for guys of all ages because my children also do it uh (laughs) just socks all over just take them off wherever they want on the coffee table why are the socks on the coffee table why are they anywhere but on your feet or in a hamper i don't understand (laughs) well in our case then he gets mad when the dog eats them and i'm like well, yeah, because you took them off where you left them on the couch. To. Yeah. Sometimes they only have one on. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, the point is, you will learn a lot of things about your spouse that you thought you knew because you had been together for however long or you lived together. There'll be crazy things coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And having patience as you discover them and work through whatever those issues or problems that might be is really what you need to have um remembering why you married that person in the first place is helpful Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh because those are for the most part like they're generally going to be small things um and if it is a big thing then there's the reason why they didn't share it with you and it's honestly probably because they're scared or ashamed um and it's not anything like reflecting your relationship Mm -hmm. hopefully i'm not speaking for all relationships obviously some are not always great but hopefully your relationship is great Mm -hmm. and that will be the issue for you but uh i lost my train of thought but the point was (laughs) to be patient as you are navigating these new waters because they're doing the same thing with you two Mm -hmm. and they are probably just as confused and possibly scared about you know 70 years together in the future as you might be so keep that in mind yeah that's good what advice would you have um I would say that I think it's important to remember that your partner, your spouse is bringing in like they have their own baggage that they're bringing into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't necessarily even mean it as like a, Oh, you'll like find things out about them. But like, it could be things that you already know, but if it's something that you haven't experienced, then they're going to react to things in ways that you might not. And you have to like keep that in mind. So, for example, Alex's parents were divor- got divorced when he was young. My parents were married for 30 years. So that's something that that I have not experienced. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, like he didn't like he didn't crawl out from under a rock and then just like meet me one day (laughs) like like he had you know 24 years of his life that he lived before we were together Mm -hmm. and so um you know like 
he has experiences, you know, from his childhood and from his teen years and growing up that like affect how he reacts to things today. And so like, I think it's just important to remember that your spouse, when they do things that frustrate you, it's not just because they're trying to like piss you off. Um, It's, I mean, maybe in some cases they are, hopefully they're not, but um, like, it's important to like take a step back and remember like, what are the things that they've experienced in their life that might be different from what you've experienced in your life that could be, um, you know, having an effect on how they see the world and live through the world and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just like taking a minute, putting yourself in their shoes. And a lot of times, like when you can take a second and do that, then you're like, Oh, that's why they react to things in this way and it can change a little bit like how you how you need to um then interact with them or what your reaction is to that or you know how you approach that in a conversation so you know they didn't they did not just like meet you one day a fully formed human with no history (laughs) I think that is good advice for any relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I did also want to ask you if you and Alex have uh, ever instituted like a family meeting situation. Uh, we have not. Sometimes I just sit down on the couch in front of him and on like the chaise in front of him and say, I have big feelings. We need to talk about them. I mean, I feel like that might count, actually. Maybe that, maybe that counts. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, we need to talk about these big feelings. <laughs> we have conversations a lot about things where not necessarily, sometimes it's big feelings and sometimes it's just like, let's talk about our plans for like the whole year. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, because we, you know, like to go on trips. We like to do projects around the house. And so it's usually like, okay, now let's talk about like what our big goals are. Mm -hmm. So we do that sometimes. Of course, then a lot of times what happens is it gets completely derailed. Sure. By some offhand comment where like we are planning to fix up our patio Mm -hmm. and we're redoing our garden. And I made a comment to one of the kids who had asked about a pool, which we are never getting. Mm, and I said, I said, well, maybe someday we can get a hot tub. Mm. To which they then reported to their father. And so then their father was immediately like, so where do you think we should put the hot tub? And I was like, that's not, <laughs> that's not where First we are all, in this conversation. I said, both <laughs> I said both of the words, maybe and someday. Yes. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday is not tomorrow. <laughs> it is not in the near future at all. No, yeah. So we have a lot of conversations that are basically around like goals for the future, but then also the same conversations where I'm like, but we're doing this now and another thing <laughs> later. <laughs> later. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like that's, that is often how it goes. <laughs> They have big dreams, bless them. They do. They do. They really do. I know. It'll be like, okay, we need a new car. Let's have conversations about what that's going to look like. And then somehow we're talking about how we want to kick out the wall in the kitchen and extend it out into the backyard. And I'm like, this is not very mm-hmm. related. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. We so we also talked. We're getting this patio. We also talked about like started talking about a pergola, which I do want a pergola, but also not right now. Sure. <laughs> because yes, we're already spending all this money on a patio, and apparently a mythical hot tub. And I don't. You're like I just want to grow loofahs on my squash tunnel, guys. I really do, you guys. <laughs> my seeds are coming. I actually told Alex about that yesterday. I was like, you know, Megan's going to grow lufus on a squash tunnel next year. And he was like... He was jealous, oh. wasn't he? He, I think he kind of was. He was like, what? <laughs> he, was, he was... His mind was boggled at how lufus are grown. And that you grow them. And the, the whole thing. It was just... I could see, like... Alex and I are going to go into a bed and bath company together yes <laughs> he's gonna well because then he was like talking about like oh like i kind of i feel like kind of next year i want to charge her like squash or something and i was like oh you need one of megan's squash tunnels and he kind of looked at me and i was like she's gonna grow loofahs on a squash tunnel and it's not my squash tunnel it's a garden company squash tunnel i just have one okay but now it's yours because you <laughs> you now own that one yeah, so but Alex can't have mine. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway, that was that was where that conversation went. <laughs> Maybe we'll grow squash. Well, <laughs> Megan's going to grow lufus. Sure. <laughs> well, because we, we were talking about we haven't just enough room to grow. Oh, I know. He has planted multiple cucumbers this year. <laughs> Ah, I see. And I said, if you plant that many cucumbers, you're responsible for getting rid of that many cucumbers. Are you, is he allowed to take them to the restaurant? I mean, I don't think they need them there. Oh. Like, <laughs> to replace they, the, the cucumber grow, order. Well, yeah, maybe because they, they grow them at their own farm, so... Oh. Well, you can make a... Oh, we may be calling our friend with the restaurant going, Hey, hey, John, uh, you need some cucumbers? Do you want to put like a gazpacho special on this week? <laughs> Either that or it's time for Predmore Family Pickles. Uh, for real, I was legitimately like, I looked at Edie tonight, I think, and I was like, girl, I hope you're like wanting to try some cucumbers by the end of the summer because... We're going to have them. It's a baby boom situation all over again. Uh, yes. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> what is bringing us joy this week? Well, for me, it's also, uh, I guess, slightly related to cucumbers and gardening still. <laughs> um, this weekend, I got my... Possibly first of multiple uh, bulk tomato orders. And it started. Tell the people how many tomatoes you got. Okay, so I got 40 pounds of tomatoes, which is actually less than I normally get. (laughs) Because, so it sounds like a lot to normal people, but to Megan, it's not very many. Well, okay. So the thing is to make tomato sauce, like for, you know, like standard marinara sauce or something Mm -hmm. like that, a batch of that, which makes a batch makes six pints, you need 10 pounds of tomatoes. Yeah. So that's not that many tomatoes. Six pints is basically six dinner, six meals. Mm -hmm. So it's not that much. Um, 
And then I also, I like to make Rotel tomatoes and then we make pizza sauce. So we usually make salsa and then one or two other like random smaller recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around I got uh, San Marzano type tomatoes. They, they always label them as San Marzano's, which but is they, technically not correct right. because San Marzano's are original vegetables. They have to be grown in San, San Marzano. Marzano. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like it's champagne grapes. Right. Uh, like you can grow the varietal of grape, but they're not champagne because they're not grown in champagne, whatever. Exactly. So, uh, but they, they're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get those every year because they make the best like sauce because they they're paste tomatoes. And then I also got uh, green tomatoes, and the green tomatoes that they gave me are like gigantic, like beefsteak size. Oui. They're pretty hefty. Um, and so I made salsa from those. And then I also I didn't use all of them because they're so big. I didn't need to use all of them. <laughs> And I'm letting some of them turn red, and then some of them I'm going to use for a recipe to just eat. Uh, But then I also have been growing, um, I guess technically the ones that I've been growing are like manzaritas, which is the San Marzano variety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to be a little snobby here, and I'm going to say the ones that I've been growing look way better than the ones I got from the farm. (laughs) Oh, they're bigger and they're redder and they're like they're just like more perfectly shaped. Ooh. And I don't know if that's just because I have like one plant versus however many the farm has that they have to deal with. Yeah, that could be. Um, and so I've been saving those. and I'm gonna make tomato jam with those. Mm. It's very exciting. Uh, my only regret. Well, I have two regrets. One regret was that I did not take stock of my lid situation ahead of time. And I did not, I had three regular size lids, like the bands and Mm -hmm. the tops that had not been used. And then I had uh, some lids that were wide mouth jars, but no bands for wide mouth jars. Oops. Uh, So then I had my husband run to Target to get some lids. They had one box of lids only wide mouth and then today i went to the store and i walked around the entire store uh to the grocery store not target and it's a very big grocery store and i swear they had a shitload of canning supplies last year and i could not find a single canning supply it's really in the entire store and i said and you said store. go to the hardware store, and I said, "What is a hardware store?" They don't apparently Be- have those because I live in the suburbs, and those don't exist anymore. Uh, like, <laughs> made me. It was very bizarre. Made me sad. Um. So that was a regret that I did not plan ahead. Because why would I plan ahead? Uh. Silly. And my other regret was when I picked up the tomatoes, I had forgotten how many boxes. 40 pounds of tomatoes is. It's a lot of boxes. So I had thought, for whatever reason, that each box was going to be 20 pounds and then it would only be two boxes. <laughs> Which is still 40 pounds. Like, I don't I don't know why this would have mattered. But it was four <laughs> boxes. Okay. So each box was 10 pounds. 
and I had to carry all of them by myself because I was alone and I didn't bring anything with me to carry them. Um, and also because of the, because of COVID, they had like marked off the farmer's market. So you could only go in and out certain oh. places. And so, so you could, like walk further yes. with your 40 pounds of tomatoes. Yes. And, like, and the then I couldn't boxes. open the back of my car where I'm like, someone help me. <laughs> I'm struggling. Um, <laughs> drowning in tomatoes it's a good thing you only got 40 pounds i know i was like oh my god what do i what would i have done if i had gotten 60 pounds like i did not <laughs> i guess if i had gotten 60 i probably would have brought the cart with me because i would have realized that was going to be too much but for some reason i thought like 40 pounds i can totally carry that for like a block i definitely would have thought that as well about myself so uh sh- spoiler alert to the listeners at home i have short arms <laughs> <laughs> She's not a tall person, you guys. Uh, whatever the muscles are on the back of my shoulders, they still hurt. It's oh. Tuesday. This happened on Saturday. <laughs> Got your workout. Yeah. So I, those are my joys, but also some regrets. You know, everything. It's There's two sides to every coin. That's right. What about you? Um, okay. So, well, I guess this is like a two-part joy. I finally caved and I went to Target on Sunday for the first time since February. And it was everything I dreamed it was going to be and more. And I bought far too many things that were not on my list because you go to Target and Target tells you what you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the things that was not on my list that I bought was the picture book Hair Love yes and uh, you guys we need to talk about how the dad in that book is a total dilf <laughs> like he is so hot <laughs> i was like reading it to edie before bed on sunday night and i was like dude this dad is hot <laughs> <laughs> he's really hot so that's what's bringing me joy also it's a really great book and it's a really adorable short uh the little like video short is really cute and it's an excellent book 10 out of 10 would recommend also dad super hot Uh, so i didn't know that it was a book actually i only knew the short i think the short came first and then the book okay but they're both excellent good to know i think my well, my kids are a little bit old for it, I think, now. But um, it would be a great, like, gift if somebody you knew had a baby, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think of which movie it was before. And I can't remember. Frozen, I maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. No, it wouldn't be Frozen. Uh, That's too No, because it's a late. Sony. The, I think the short was done by Sony. Um but I mean, it was excellent. It won an Oscar. Um, super cute. Oh, Angry but... Birds! Angry Birds uh, too. Oh, so that's why my kids saw it. <laughs> I'm like, but... what ridiculous movie did we see that I saw the short at that did not? Yes, but... I remember really liking the short, and I thought it was amazing. It was really so cute. it was so cute, and yeah, and the book is really cute. So very much recommend it and it makes you feel a little bit like a creeper because you're like this dad is so hot but 
He is. He's just really hot. There you go. I mean, is it? It's no worse than uh, everyone who saw Zootopia <laughs> and was like, "Should I have feelings for this?" <laughs> like, fox. no, not the fox. Uh, the police chief was played by Idris Elba. Oh, but he was like a water buffalo or something like that. Yes, and everyone was like, "Um," because his voice is just so. You're yes. like, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not any creepier than that. No, it's not. It's not. So you know, <laughs> at least at least the dad in this book is is a human. Yes. There you go. <laughs> progress. It is progress. I mean, it's sort of like um, it's a little bit like Lion King, where you're like, it's Mufasa. So like, I uh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why these movies do this to us. We're like what? <laughs> ah, I'm so creepy. Anyway, that's that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of animals, I guess. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> In a less creepy way. Next week we'll be talking about the fluffy members of our family's rescue pets. So join us back here as we discuss the hows, whys, and the importance of adopt, don't shop. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Stay in Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Bye.